recording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, are you going to say it? Or I, I don't know. We were both queued up. I was waiting ready for to you go, to do though. it. Waiting for you to do it. That's what we do. Right. That's what we do. All right, everybody. What's going on? This is Nate and Mike again with the Guy Guys right. podcast. So, um, what's up, dude? Dude, not much, man. Just been chilling. Chilling, chilling. Start rolling. Work again. was crazy today, bro. I had to like stock an entire department by myself, which usually takes three people. So that was exciting. Did you use a forklift? No, I'm forklift training, but trying to get them to like schedule me the time where there's like a certified forklift trainer is probably more problematic than I thought it would be. So eventually mm. I'll be signed off on a forklift. You Ooh. have to do like certain certain amount of hours, like pulling freight and doing all that other stuff. But you have to be like, who whatever trainer is there. There's like three in the warehouse. They have to be like observing you the whole time and then sign off on certain like requirements or whatever. Oh, is that serious, yeah. huh? Dude, I, they take it super serious. Actually, it's like if they have any accident on a on a forklift, it's like anything over five thousand dollars, like immediate drug test. Like they take you basically like supervised from the forklift to the office and drug test you without ever leaving line of sight. <laughs> oh dang, it's like legit. And then they kick That's you off the crazy. lift for however long. Yeah, I mean you're like running a ninety eight hundred pound machine around like. 300 people at any point like in the morning yeah. so yeah that's a Mo- muy sketch- dangerous a sketchio yeah dude and they have like the <laughs> aisle set they have the aisle set at costco basically with you can park a forklift in the middle and turn it sideways and you have six inches variance on either side of the forklift from the tip of the fork to the end of the forks to the forklift itself there's only six inches deviance like in either direction or you're running into steel where all like the product is hanging up. It's pretty scary, pretty sketchy. Jeez. My forklift experience is driving a bobcat. Yeah, I want to drive a bobcat so, with a fork on it. So like the new church that we're getting ready to launch out, uh come like the big walkthroughs coming up like two weeks from now on the twenty fifth, the new campus. They've got like a sunbelt rental like mini backhoe out there. And I mm-hmm. every time I go to the campus, I'm like, dude. Let me drive I think it. The key- yeah, dude. I'm like, I think the keys are in it, bro. <laughs> Let me just drive this around the lot, dude. They do have that place in, uh, I think it's up near Williams, that mm-hmm. you can go up there and drive the construction equipment. What? Yeah. It's like I'm just have east to tell of Williams. About this. We're supposed to go to Williams to ride like the longest natural like gravity coaster out in Williams. It's like that metal thing. Last time we were up there, we didn't get to do it because we had all the kids and it's like a pretty fast ride, I guess. And like the little, the littlest human being couldn't do it. So next time we'll go to Williams, it's going to be to ride the, that little metal coaster thing. Where is it? It's like, right. I was like, you get into Williams, like downtown Williams, like just before you hit the town of Williams off to the left up on the hill. It's like this, the new, like they renovated the, the old like mountain coaster thing that was there. So they like put a all new bearings and like made sure it was like not a death trap anymore. Oh, it's new. It's like newly renovated. Yeah. Cause I use the Williams all the time. I never remember like that. I definitely would have done it. I know what, dude. Is, my, my buddy. I mean, I think it does close. Like it's only open like spring through summer, obviously. Cause oh. there's like 10,000 feet on the snow on the ground. I mean, we had a wet, so a wet snow up there this year. 
we just got some mo. It's probably nothing compared to the the beautiful state of Idaho over there, but you know. They do have one of those coasters on the mountain. Do they? Mm-hmm. Dude, we need I Amanda and I were just talking about we need to we were looking at flights out to out to Idaho to crash your party out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give yeah. me a few days' notice. Well, depending on when it is, because if I am traveling for work, then nobody's gonna be here. That's whack. Yeah, wiggity 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 whack. Whoop whoop. Dude, so, last week last week's freaking podcast was so sick, dude. Yeah, but there wasn't that many downloads. I don't even care. I was proud of it. I was like, it was pretty dope. It's pretty sick. Amanda said it was the best one, so that's all that matters. Yep. Duh. That's all we have to do. I mean, basically, she's my barometer. She'll like listen to it and be like, "Yeah, dude, mm, um, I need to get a little more concise so. here." Um, but she's like, "That was very Jeez. good. I'm very proud of you." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I got the yeah, approval yeah. of the wifey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Granger Smith songs, bro. Some, some good you stuff. To music? Yeah, I dig that mess. Dude, the kids love that song I sent you, uh, Don't Tread on Me. Mm-hmm. Every time we get in the truck, the kids are like, put on, don't tread on me. And they all sing every word like at the top of their lungs. It's amazing. That's pretty dope. Proud, proud dad moments, actually. Even the littlest one. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's he's a goon. I think because most the, the kids like, uh, you know, it basically says like, damn right, I'm a survivor. So the other kids like say dang right. But I'm pretty sure the four year old still screams damn right at the top of his yeah. lungs and why wouldn't he and like you know whatever he's he's learning he's learning i'm just looking at the downloads downloadians the downloadians yeah do 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 what the crap yo Yeah, I was like there. looking at the screenshot you sent me right here. I'm like, dude, I could have swore I turned on like power save mode, but it's a screenshot of your phone's not power save mode on. And I was like, what the heck, dude? But yeah, Is my I, battery low? Oh, yeah. It's not there yet. It's not all the way there. But like I turned mine on because my I have an older iPhone. And if I don't do power save mode, like when I first it dies get out instantly. Of bed, dude, yeah. It's like it's it's time for a new phone. But I don't like having to pay for a phone. I, like I own this one. So I just pay for service. So that's good. Yeah, that's uh I I don't like paying for it either. We just updated ours like uh this should be paid off this year. And the last one, I don't even know why we did it, because there's literally no difference from the last one to the one we have now. So it's Yeah, it's about time though, because like Amanda with the with what she does with Survivors of War. Yeah. She's like required to be on her phone, like doing social media stuff and all that. Like if anyone needs a phone, like she needs to get a new phone because her battery is like always a negative percent everywhere she goes. She's like, uh, do you have a phone charger? I'm like, babe, you took the last two phone chargers. Like, what are you Good talking grief. about? She's got them everywhere. Like I got my headphones plugged into the one she has by her desk, but then she's got like one in the truck and she's got another one floating around. I'm like, her phone's always dead because she's always, always on it. So always El Muerto. For real though. So we are just at a thousand nine downloads since January first. Hey, that's awesome. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I don't know what we did on February fourth, but that day had one hundred and forty three downloads just in that one day. 
Yeah, what the heck did we do on the fourth? I don't know. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> We're just awesome, bro. We just be chatting over here, publishing it to the world, you know? Yeah, I like. Very good. Very good. Very good. Did you guys start JITS again or what? Not yet. Not yet. So now we're like, I officially got noticed. I'm officially full-time uh, in the mornings all the time now. So just fine tuning scheduling wise. So my days off split though. So I don't, I'm not off Sunday, Monday anymore. So now I'm like Sunday, Thursday. So like giving it a couple of weeks to get our, I mean, I legit almost went to work yesterday. Like Amanda and I you were forgot. talking. Yeah. Amanda and I were talking logistics on like, okay, do, you know, to get to into queen Creek in one car i'm like okay so i think like if you drop me off and then like we're talking all these logistics and then she like dawns on she like gets real quiet and like looks at me she's like dude you don't work tomorrow i'm like bro i would have driven all the way to work and attempted to clock in i'm like no well i'm here i might as well stock and get some extra cash and then like leave when the store is open yeah but yeah i'd be upset if i did that i know because it's not like it's my warehouse is close i mean it's like 20 minutes away it's like 40 minutes round trip for me being a goon. That's negative. Negative. That's gas negative. Right that's negative on the gas. So that episode yeah. was the forgiveness one. 200 Ooh. downloads on that one. Yo, let's talk about it, dude. I dig it, man. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. So. Yeah, so forgiveness, I guess. That's what we were talking about on that one. I respect um, that. Yeah. But it's a good topic. Like I mean, it is it good sense. I mean, forgiveness is something that you have to like go through and walk through like continually. Like you don't ever like ascertain the level of I have forgiven everyone because then you talk to some knucklehead and now you have to walk through forgiveness towards that person again. So, I mean, it's like being acutely aware of the need for forgiveness and keeping that on the forefront of your mind is like paramount to living a life of repentance and forgiveness and nearness with Jesus really. Yeah, I like, um, dude, and I always think about it, man. It's like, like, I, like, how do I know? Like, how do you, how do you ever really know that you've completely forgiven someone or yourself for that matter? You know, that's like a constant thing I'm concerned with. Hey, buddy. Yeah, like, hey, um, great. Yeah. So I feel like, that's the thing too. Like that's the Holy spirit's job to reveal too. So, I mean, the whole thing is staying near to near to the Holy spirit and like what he's speaking into your life. Cause he'll, there'll always be different layers of it. So, I mean, it, I mean, we've been kind of talking about this a lot too, Amanda and I about um, like traumas in your life, like things that mm-hmm. have like happened to you. And it was pretty interesting in psychological textbooks, like the physical human body remembers trauma. Yeah. Like your mind may like shut it off and black it out. And there's like a gap of time, but your physical body will remember the trauma. So when you're in a situation that your body feels is similar to what is incited the trauma, it like it releases all the cortisol, all like the neurochemicals, all those Mm -hmm. things in your head that you like now you feel again. So I feel like this whole walk dude is like a continual peeling of the onion away from inside yourself. Like you realize, Oh, I'm in this situation that's elicited these feelings. Let's sit here and figure out why is there a level of unforgiveness that I need to work through, walk through myself. Um, it's just realizing the Holy Spirit's the key to the whole thing. 
there's nothing that we can do in and of ourself to like get to that level of anything. So you can say up to this point, I have forgiven, but you can't finitely say I have forgiven indefinitely going forward. Like it's a, it's almost this continual, like re self-evaluation of where you're at internally. And that yep. internal inter internal like spectrum that you're looking into yourself, you just we just need to like stay in that consistently as as men and women who follow Jesus is always shine that light within yourself to to see where the inside of you because there's only two people that know your intents and and the internal parts of you is Jesus and yourself right so if you're just choosing to turn a blind eye to what's going on internally, you're not dealing with the roots of things. So when you're not, I mean, it's just like gardening or farming, right? Like if you're only dealing with like, like the plant itself, like you're always going to be dealing with the particular plant. Say it's a set of weeds. If you're just going through and cutting down the weed at the, at the ground level, you're going to turn around and have more weeds. You would pull to get weeds out. You have to pull the roots, you know, the root systems out. And really this whole thing with Jesus is, allowing him and through the Holy spirit to, to uproot the things that are, that are causing the symptoms that we're dealing with. So whether that's, you know, whatever you fill in the blank, man, you know what I mean? Dealing you just with just develop root, your own parable. I don't know if I did, that'd be cool. I'm going to go back and have to re-listen because I don't necessarily remember what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was kind of, that's pretty cool. That is pretty Thank cool. you, Jesus. Welcome. Not from me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, for me anyways, like the forgiveness thing is like always a working thing. Cause yep. I just don't think like if there's like a certain thing, like for example, I told you about the dude that's in the neighborhood yep. over there. Like, yeah, I don't, I just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And then if I see the dude, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, yep. Yep. So even yeah, from like when you first told the story to now, would you say there's less of an emotional or, like peak in like body chemistry yeah. seeing him. Yeah. That means you're on the right path, right? Yeah. You're, you're cognitively working through letting the dude off the hook, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest part is just for me. It's like, it wasn't because of, it wasn't towards me specifically. It was towards my son. So that's kind of, it's just a little bit more heartburn, but yeah, you know, whatever. It's not like a huge deal. It's just, you know, I'm actively working on it, I guess. Yep. Just trying to like not think about it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Whatever. Whatever it whatever. is. Man, where's your other cup? I, I like your I like your other one. Well, because I only use one scoop in this one and this is a smaller cup because if I use a bigger uh, one, it just tastes watered down and I didn't want to uh, do two. So because I, I, I still drink coffee with it. Mm-hmm. So like I'll drink like two scoops. And then I'll drink like a few cups of coffee afterwards. Like, but I used to drink like two, two pots of coffee. Yep. And so if I was home all day, that's exactly what I would do. So like this morning I woke up and made some death wish coffee for Amanda and I, and I drank one of the big 32 ounces of death with co- death, death wish coffee. Um, that would be really cool if they sponsor us. Cause I could get it for free. Um, have you tried the blueberry one? I saw they have like a blueberry. No something i want to drink all of the coffees that are associated with this brand i think it's i think it's like blueberry cream 
I don't know. My brother makes fun of me all the time because, like, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm I'm both spectrums of the coffee here. Okay, mm-hmm. I I respect caffeine, which is probably my prior alcoholism coming out in an addiction to coffee. But like, right. if it has caffeine, I'm cool with it. If I have time to make or go get craft coffee where you can like taste the notes that like it's brewed and dried with, um, like the blueberry and the chocolate and like the the orange and whatever it's made with. I love that kind of coffee. Okay. There's that one. Yep. I'm going to have to. I saw it at the store and then there's this one, which you probably don't want. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and hit a negatron with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I love craft coffee, dude. So the first time I ever took my brother to like, uh, like a legit craft coffee shop, I was like, dude, taste what up, Andrew. Oh, what up? What up, buddy? And engineering too. You got into engineering? That's cool. What? That's cool. Yeah, as for his electives for middle school. That's awesome, dude. What? I like. We took woodworking or some ridiculous thing. As like, why didn't they teach us engineering? Oh my phone! I lost it. <laughs> no, but um. I took my brother's coffee shop. It was like a high-end coffee shop that like specializes in like micro lots of coffee. And this one, like you could legit taste like in the oils, you could taste the blueberries and all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, just taste the notes of blueberries. So he just busts my chops to this day. Like the notes. So like I'll go to Starbucks and be like, "Mm, do you taste the notes of black, of the black coffee? Just totally bust my chops on it. But yeah, dude, legit. I did coffee. Dude, I do too, but the problem is is that I can't if I drink too much and then I go to j- and then I go to jits, then like it kind of it dehydrates me throughout the day, obviously. Yep. So it's a diet. I think it was some of the worst cramps I ever had was drinking too much coffee and then training. Like that mm-hmm. was bad. I thought my calf was gonna tear off. Yeah. So it's no but fun. it's I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh I don't like so I'll try to cut it off at like 10 at the latest. Yeah. If I was home all day, I'd just be making coffee all day long. Legit. Mm-mm. It's like the first thing I did, I walked in the door and I was like, Hey baby, you want to get some coffee? She's like, uh, yes. So we went and grabbed coffee. Cause we're awesome. The cheese pastries had mold in them. So I threw them away. Yeah. Cause I tried to bite one and there was mold in it and then it was gross. Ooh. Yeah. You nasty. didn't want to take them like from Costco, penis- the cheese danises. Hey, side note though, the reason why they spoil so quick is there's zero preservatives in anything that come out of the bakery. So you got to freeze that mess, bro, or uh, post it up in the fridge. Word. Yeah. So there was like three left because Aaron gets like a sweet tooth. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you don't need that. She's like, I want it. I'm like, yeah, okay. that's my wife. Whatever. If it was uh, up to her, we'd have a fully stocked sweet tooth cabinet that the kids do not have the combination to. I mean, yeah. dude, we have to hide our freaking grapes in the fridge from the kids because they're just savages. They eat everything. They're not like, allowed to get in the fridge. No, I mean they can get in the fridge, but I have to. I have to hide like the things that like I want to actually eat for my lunch, like not in a line of sight. I mean, just like any other kid, they're not going to go digging. Got your dog wants to throw throw some. He dropped some it toys. on my foot. He's like, I need you to play with me now. When he goes my outside, he like shakes it so hard it like whips his ribs. <laughs> He's crazy, dude. Like, dude. Dunk, dunk, dunk. dude. Yeah, it's like, bro, they can't feel good. 
No. My dog is currently sunbathing in our backyard. It's probably Just warm take there, it, huh? Take it in the vibes. Yeah, it's like 70 something today. Yeesh. Let's I think I have a weather report right here, actually. Let's see. Oh, maybe. No. Just it's just thinking. Yeah, it's hot today though, dude. I like wore pants to work because it was chilly when I left the house this morning, but I'm like, bro, walking out, I was like sweating. Ew. It's gross. Oh my god, it's 80. It's already 80 degrees. Oops. Welcome to Arizona. Yeah. Icky. Yeah, no. Icky, it's icky. almost prime camping though. Like I'm ready to get up north is where I'm ready to. Did you put in for the draw? When's your draw happen in Idaho for the hunt? Uh, I don't know. I just buy. An, I can just buy an over the counter. What? What can you oh, buy yeah. over the counter for? Everything. Are you serious? There's no I'm lottery. Serious. There is for, for like areas where there's like real like like Hell's Canyon. Yeah. For elk, what? it's a uh, it's a lottery. Yeah. But you can just like yep. locate, just like get a mule deer tag or whatever, just over the counter. Yep. What? For now, anyway. I live in the wrong state, man. I know. Well, and that, that's why I was like looking. They have, uh, like, I was trying to talk to this one of the dudes that I that I know. He uh, is like a professional hunter, and um, I was like, "Can I just? Where should I go?" He's like, "Because I was going to get a black bear tag." And I was like, "Is there an area that I should not go to?" He's like, "No, there's black bears everywhere, and you can bait them here. You can bait black bear. What? Yeah, yeah." But you just so, want like, it. You just want it trophy wise. Like, don't you have to like? No, you eat it. Slow cook. How well, do you, you just cook have to cook bear? it? You just cook it thoroughly. I heard like bear. You have to like crock pot cook like hours and hours and hours for it to be like tender and delicious. No, I mean, hmm. you do have to cook it thoroughly because of trichinosis. So, yeah, that's no good. That's a no good bug right there, dude. Yeah. So that's really it. But I mean, even that's curable. So it's not like that big of a deal, but it's not death. That's good. Anything, anything that's a predator, you have to cook it thoroughly because of the trichinosis. Because if they eat other animals, then that's where that danger comes in. The parasitic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I tell you, the last time we were in uh, unit 27, we saw like a mountain lion run in front of the truck, like right as we were pulling into base camp. That's why you always have to get a mountain lion tag. Yeah, now I know. I'm they're like, like they're only fifteen bucks. Yeah, it was that was uh that was a very large animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a thing on uh Instagram, this kid they were like hunting this mountain lion, and I guess this kid got too close before they shot it and it like got his face. What yeah, it no. looks like split. Yeah, I'll send you the thing. That's pretty cray cray. Yo, that's I'll send it to Amanda and then she can show you. Yeah, send it to Amanda. She always likes to show me. She's like, seriously, I'm just gonna like create my Instagram that's just gonna say Nate and Amanda because Mike sends me stuff all the time to show you. <laughs> it's not that often. Tell her to stop complaining. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. So <sighs> but um and oh, so just so you know, I finally got the stuff for my for the safety team. Oh, ew, sweet. So it's already it's on the roll, huh? Yeah, so I did the background, it took like two days. It came back. That's pretty quick. It came back good. Yeah, you good. You can you're do now. Surprise. So no, I'm I'm not surprised. And then they sent the video for the qualification, and it's like easy. Yeah, it's easy. The only easy thing I don't like doing is the offhand shooting because it's so awkward. But... Yeah, dude, that was like 
offhand shooting is not very fun. But and like I the more you do it, this one. Ooh, what? Which one is the Zats ones? That's beautiful. What is that? M and P. That's beautiful. I like that a lot. Yeah. I figured. I figured for the offhand shooting, because I think we have to do one at fifteen yards, or seven yards, whatever. Yeah. Then I have the red dot, and it makes makes it mo- makes it mo-, mo mo more fun, more accurate. Yeah. yeah, and so when the other thing too, that dude, um, that I was telling you, who he goes to jujitsu, the guy from uh, South Africa. Yeah. He's gonna be on there too, which I didn't know. So that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That is rad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. So, so like for us. CCW is is not required, but is preferred, mm-hmm. and you have to do similar kind of stuff. Like as far as we have, we go into like LZ LZ Pearson's like quarterly. So if you want to carry on safety team, you have to attend one of those events and show proficiency before we can like sign you off like your Gucci to carry on Sunday morning. As right. far as actively on the safety team, I don't care what you yeah. do not on your week, but, um, yeah, dude. So we do that kind of same, same kind of deal. And we do a lot of like Mozambique drills, like, you know, from holster to the chest, one of the head mm-hmm. and then reload the chest, one of the head holster. Um, we do like, if we get, we get the LZ Pearson's early enough, we typically try to go to the far right Bay, which I think it only goes out to like, I don't know, 50 yards, maybe on the far, far left. Like you can combo, like pistol rifle if you want. But if we have a large enough group, like six plus, we'll take the whole bay for a couple hours in the morning and we'll set up targets like, you know, throughout the, at varying distances or whatever. But yeah, so like required is you hit center mass, like, you know, T zone or A zone, like from seven yards and then do another one at like 15 yards. And you have to, you know, your three have to be, be in the sweet spots. Yeah. And you have to like show show some proficiency and reload and whatnot, but there's not like a set curriculum like qualification that you have to do. You just have to demonstrate to the guy who is like over the this that portion of it. So it's like Kevin and I are like over the whole safety team, but this dude Eric Wilmarth is, um, he does like the training sections. So he's re- he I think he's a retired veteran. Um, but he works for ProFence, who builds the mini guns for the U.S. government to mount on uh, like boats and things. Mm-hmm. He's got some pretty his, his job's pretty cool. But yeah, it's his job normally. And like over the last like six months, he spent like freaking four or five of them in like the UE, like getting these contracts for you know overseas governments for their military or whatever. Yeah, that's dope. It's pretty cool. That is a he's like, cool. hey, he's like, dude, uh, range day. So he'll like send me a video and it's like this, this helicopter hovering and all of a sudden you just hear just like yeah. raining brass down. I'm like, wow, that's very nice. That's very good. <laughs> I like I like this. Uh, I like it a lot. But yeah, what dude. Is... So I got yeah. Andrew the Bible that he wanted. Did you? You didn't like send yeah. me a freaking link, man. I didn't was gonna know. Sheesh. Where are you going? Whatever. Love you, too, bud. You don't need that. It's 50 degrees outside. Just wear your beanie. Can you take me and Eli downtown? We'll see. For real this time. I thought you were doing that tomorrow. He said he might be busy. 
Anyways. <laughs> Anywho. So yeah. Um, safety team stuff. That's cool. When do you set your qual or whatever? I think we're doing it on the 18th. So next Saturday. Oh, hey, so Yeah, and it's it's like so well, I was talking to the dude's name is Dries. Um, so I'd listened to the other podcast, and when I brought when I was talking about him, I was like, sounded like it was. It sounded like I was being disrespectful. So like, if he listens to this, I apologize, dude. I wasn't meaning like that because I said like he has like a South African accent or whatever. So yeah. So I, I didn't mean it like that, but you know he knows. Like he's a good yeah. dude, and I like him. He's yeah. a nice guy. Um, so he um was talking about using the red dot. And, um, and I wasn't thinking about it because I don't carry one with a red dot just mm-hmm. cause like it's, you know, it's expensive to set it up and he's got it. Yep. I guess he's got a G2C that he uses the Taurus. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess they have, uh, the milled slide now, which is cool. I guess a lot yeah, of, I cool. mean, a lot of companies are doing it. It's so. kind of go that direction. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's just, <clears throat> you know, if you're putting an RMR on there, it's like, you're doing what that, that alone is the price of a blue label pistol. Yep. And so I don't know. But um so I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So I was just I do dry I've been dry firing with offhand shooting just because it's bleh. Yeah, the first time my offhand shot was like it was so bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, I did it when I when I was co- when, not coaching. When I was teaching at a C two, that's the they have to do the AZ post qualification and that's part of it. It's like really close, so it's like three yards or maybe closer yeah. than that and i was like uh it's really awkward yeah but here it's like it's like a odd number it's like 43 rounds they all have to be on target and you have three chances to do it hmm. so it's like the first one is up close from holster like point blank and then there's one where they put a dummy round in or a, a snap cap or whatever yeah so you can fix fix the jam and then just normal, you know, normal, yeah, everyday kind of stuff. Um, and then they shoot out to 15 yards, and that's you know, just regular shooting. You think it's like seven rounds or something, which whatever, yeah. And then there's one, I can't remember how what the distance is, but it's like three rounds chest, one head, mm-hmm. or something. I don't know, it's not, it's not super crazy, but you know, I haven't shot in a while, so yeah, you gotta get to that dust a little bit. Yeah, yep. but get some dust off. It's not a huge issue, and um, I mean, did you get out just one time and it'll your your cobwebs will fall off? Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not like super worried, but he was like kind of concerned. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, just practice, like dry yeah. fire or whatever. And um, I was yep. telling him about how I use uh, an airsoft blowback pistol for practice in the yard with like the biodegradable BBs. Oh. So yeah, I, I mean, it's really good. That. Should look into that. I have one in here somewhere. <laughs> I have two of them actually, and then I have <laughs> rifles too. So, hey, dude, the rifles though you have to like layer up the cardboard because it'll go through it'll that just mess, punch right through. Oh yeah, yeah. So I do that. I practice that a lot in the garage. I'll like set up something and put like a few layers of cardboard on a box, and then I mean put like a a little dot or something on there. Yeah, punch it out. Red dots like. You can't miss with a red dot. If you have a no. zero, it's crazy. Like, yeah, you have to try. What you, no, what do you run your your red dot zeros at? Like, how many feet? 
Um, or yard. I think I have them. I think I'm zeroed at fifty. Fifty. Yeah, but I mean, most of them are zero. Just like I mean, if you just lollipop it, like co-witness them on the iron sights, yeah. it's usually pretty pretty accurate. Like I've I've used them four hundred yards, still hit. So. I don't know. I mean, I got a buddy of mine who's like all t- always talking about like how he's g- gonna build like a sub MOA AR, and I'm like, you don't need that. I mean, if you're gonna do like precision shooting with the five five six, then I guess yeah, but yeah, three MOA is fine with me. Like that's a head. Yep. <laughs> no matter. I mean, three hundred meters away, still what was that? Six inches? Nine inches? Yep. Yeah. That's so, still. I mean, that's still the head. Yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna shoot that far, I'm not gonna try to hit the head. I'll just plug center mass. Chest anyway. Yep. So I'm not I'm not super concerned with it, you know. So what ebbs what ebskies? That's cool, but, yeah, dude. Um. So that's moving, and I got to figure out like how they schedule because it looks like there's five. They want five on duty per day. That's per a service deep team. Day. Yeah, you gotta ask, I would ask how often their service rotation is. So are you, like how many times a month would you be serving? Yeah, I don't know. Um, right now there's not many, but he's building it up. I guess uh, the dude Jerez was telling me that the meet, they had a meeting, I guess a while ago about people who were interested and there was like 20 something people there. That's, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> Excuse me. But we have to like, we just found three more, but dude, between... So essentially we have three congregations that run underneath like the Bethel umbrella. So you got like, excuse me, Bethel Chandler, like where we're at uh, off like Arizona 202. Then you have Bethel Sunrise, which is the off the, in the Galveston community. And then you have our Messianic service that meets Saturdays that is like its right. own congregation itself. So like each one of those needs to have a developed safety team. So we've kind of shifted away from like, campus specific and now it's more like the bethel security network like the bsn yeah um to where our pool is is larger to pull from so i'm we're trying to figure out logistics as far as like you know we like to have okay this is your your second sunday of the month and this is your sunday at this campus or whatever so i've got to go through and finalize all that and put it into like our like scheduling program that we use for the for the like whatever the church uses for all the scheduling but it's good i mean we need essentially i mean five per service at the new campus because it's huge and there's like so many entrances and exits and like it's all kind of interwoven it's not very easily locked downable yeah whereas ours at like bethel south like off the 202 it's like you hit one like um like you on the phone you just hit lockdown is all mag mag locks and just will lock down there's only one way in or two way in so all those get locked down so um the other one's like legit you need a freaking master key to open like key key to all these doors and it's like logistically it's kind of turned into a nightmare as far as safety goes but Mm -hmm. we'll see how it rolls out kind of keep it keep it moving got to get some more homies well if you can get john in there i'm sure he'd be down I do it. I know. I'm like, bro. I just met with him recently to, uh, for a cigar, like, you know, three weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. It's good to see him. I'm like, bro, we live like 25 minutes from each other. It better not be like another nine months before I see you again, bro. 
Yeah, that's ridiculous. But we're about to run out of time. Let's take a break, and then we'll come Send back and we'll start talking about normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is a local Phoenix, Arizona family business that offers three services. Be Organized is our personal organization service. We will organize and declutter projects in your home or offices. Be Hauled is our junk and debris removal services. We haul away unwanted junk, yard debris, and furniture. And Be Restored Designs is our furniture restoring service. We restore and customize your older wooden pieces, breathing life back into them. We would love to give you a helping hand. For more information or to get a free quote, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be included in the description below. Or you can shoot us an email at just.b.ohr516 at gmail.com. Recording in progress. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So sorry, the first half of this was kind of just a bunch of bleh. everything. Much everything. Much everything. Yeah. So if you're still listening, that's cool. Thank you. Watch us have like the most downloads. I know, dude. Just those like talking about everything. I know I got we signed off and I walked past the manager. She's like, You guys are talking about so yeah. much cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's so judgy. I know, that's what I said. It says stop judging me, boo. Oh boy. Yeah, so um let me just look at here are there little noty notes. Noty notes. So the so okay. So let me tell you about this thing that happened this week. Was it this yep. week? I think it was this week. Um what specifically was it about? I think I told you actually. I think maybe it was last week. When we were talking about the hair in Leviticus. About the oh, yeah, of the yeah, hair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so my boss, I was like on a meeting with my boss and we were talking about her or whatever. And he's like, I read it through from front to back. But he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't mean any disrespect. He's like, you know, but I just don't know. And um, so I'm like telling him all the different, uh, like all the documentaries and stuff that are out there and mm-hmm. whatever. So. I don't know, but he was saying how his wife was raised Catholic and now she's like an atheist. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But I think I th- one of the I think like the reason why a lot of people don't believe is like um just because they've had like bad stuff happen in their life. Yeah. And I like that's 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 usually what I think happens, right? Like they're like, Oh well, I was I was raised this and then now I'm atheist and then he's he was like but like her family was catholic or whatever anyways Mm -hmm. he's like but i definitely shot out a prayer when we were getting bombed in iraq because he was in the marines and i'm like Mm -hmm. so you he's like just in case and i'm like what that doesn't make any sense like you know you only want to be a christian when it's beneficial to you mm-hmm. yep what are they is there, there's got to be a name for it i mean what we call those i mean and really what they are is like foxhole prayers like okay god like protect me here but yeah, like okay, christian when, type thing yeah when you get out of like that situation it's like okay cool thanks bye um there was this one time i was doing street ministry on mill avenue actually and i was like just happened to kind of stumble across these dudes out there just like 
you know, talking with people, praying with people, they were kind of being a little like typical street evangelist guys where they're like coming down hard on people or whatever. And I was chatting with this one guy and um, he was just kind of being super like abrasive and totally just like, just a jerk really. And I was like, all right, dude, let me ask you a question. So you're in a car accident. So say you're driving in a car, all of a sudden, boom, you look, you're coming up. It's a green light, a car cut, you know, runs their red light and you're about to smash into them. What's the first thing you're going to say? Like, oh my God. Like, why do you think out of your mouth you say, oh my God? It's because yeah. your soul has a knowledge, a working knowledge that there is a creator. Yeah. So if it, that's the case, out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart speaks. So if your soul knows that there's a creator and something bad is crazy is about to happen, what's the first thing you do? You're going to pray, even though your logical mind might not agree with what's coming out of your mouth like there's a soul level that's acutely in tune and aware of the creator so like i've talked to tons and tons and tons of those people but really i feel like on the other side of it, like what you're saying is like you know people have had bad things happen to them or they have experienced like some serious church hurt and like that's that it just now they've just cut the entire like church is like a whole like people who follow Jesus and Jesus entirely out because they've had a super negative experience within the walls of a church. That happens a lot too, that I've talked to people. They're just like, yeah, man, no, I grew up every youth group. We were showing up to youth group, but X, Y, and Z happened. And yeah, that's not my thing anymore. So a lot of it has to do with people looking at the organization of the church and making a blanket statement of how the, the imperfect people within the church acted and now they've just used that as their excuse to shut off god completely mm -hmm. um it comes into like a tricky spot into that too so like you know, how do we talk to these people like how are we supposed to interact with the people that are just like you know super anti-god and out you know agnostic and you know is an atheist and all these different things i think i really struggled with this early on like with all this zeal and passion for Jesus and like, Oh, they got to know about Christ. They have to know about Christ. And it was a really freeing moment when I realized I am not the Holy spirit. Yeah. I am not in charge of changing someone's perception or ideology or life. That's not my job. My job solely is to be a representative of Christ to the best of my ability. So I say it kind of all the time, like I, I want my life to be my sermon. I want to live the way people start to ask questions as to like, hey, why do you, why are you th the way you are? And in that moment, then you can, it opens the door. But I feel like a lot of like the, the church, just even in the last like 10 or 15 years was really like trying to speak into someone's life without earning that place in someone's life to speak into them. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, even like for, you know, your boss, you said, right. That you're having the conversation yeah. with. Um, so say you don't really know your boss, but you come at him hot saying like, Oh yeah, the way you're living is, is in sin. And yeah, yada, 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 all those things. What's that going to do with anyone? That's going to turn them off. Like, Oh, here you go. Judgmental Christian. Yeah. Whereas if you do a little bit of life with this person, on their level, 
then that begins to, you begin to build the credibility and the open door and the voice to speak into their life. So I had a bunch of people when I was a heathen drug addict that tried to tell me my life, which it was, was sin and, you know, X, Y, and Z, you're doing this wrong and you're not God honoring and yada, yada, yada without ever earning the voice to speak into my life. So that is in a lot of the ways too, people experience someone saying, oh, you're living in sin. You, yeah, you know, you're whatever you're, you're a heathen, you're pagan, what you believe, yada, yada, without ever like earning that right into their life. And immediately walls go up, they shut down. You're dumb. I'm not like, I'm going to live the way I want to live. It just added fuel to the fire for them to live the way they want to live. Yeah. And I feel like if you look at how Jesus lived his life, you read any one of the gospels and you look at how Jesus selected the 12 people he did life with. It wasn't like, Hey, let me speak at you. Now you like have received the truth. He said, come alongside me. He said, come and follow me essentially saying, drop everything you've ever known and let me teach you through interaction. Watch me now what's his last words is the great commissioners now go and make disciples of all nations, right? Essentially come and watch me. Now you try now you do. So I feel like now a day is how the, our, our methodology into reaching into people's lives is being willing to get into their mess with them. And that comes from doing life together and alongside people you know, you, you have your sphere of core, your core sphere of people, which are Jesus loving, like-minded God fearing people who are striving for the same things. Having those people is like your core group of people, but Jesus commissions us not to just like hide it within the walls of the church. He says to go into the world. So then you've got to have those people, those, those peripheral people that you're pouring into through just living life with them, doing life, inviting them over for a barbecue, watch a football game and like invite them in so you can earn the right to speak into their life. You know, that's kind of like how this whole thing should be playing out anyway is, is through relationship. And it's only through a relationship. Are you able to speak sort of any sort of truth into someone's life and they receive it? You know, there's a difference of being like spoken at truth and then spoken with truth. Like it's different. Like if someone's speaking at you, they might be saying like, what's true. Like when I was a drug addict and a heathen and an alcoholic, they were speaking at me. They were, what they were saying was true. Yes. I was living a life of sin. Yes. I was not honoring God. Yes. All the above, but they were speaking at me in such a way. I didn't receive any of it. Now I want to live alongside people. So I earned the right in order to speak truth in love. You know, we kind of had briefly talked about it with Amanda a few podcasts ago um, with about the youth student that was, that was uh, in the youth group and, you know, was, uh, you know, was living, uh, you know, a lifestyle that obviously, you know, doesn't honor God, but it was really our job just to come alongside and love this kid, regardless of where he was at, what he was doing in his life how yeah. he thought like all we did was come alongside this kid and earn the right to have hard conversations with him and present what the Bible teaches as true. And it was up to him and the Holy spirit 
to disseminate the truth into this kid. And like by the end of it, he was asking legit hard questions in the heart and like doing some serious life alongside of us. But he heard the truth of what the Bible speaks about homosexuality in a, in a, in a place of love. Cause it wasn't going to change how we, how we saw him, how we thought about him, how we did life with him. That didn't change whatever political standpoint you want to back behind. Like it, that doesn't change my mission. My mission is to love people and to love God and allow the Holy Spirit to do the changing of the heart. So I, I kind of, my prayer is this every day is Lord, let me live in such a way that your Holy, I and host your Holy Spirit in such a way that when I walk into a group of people that the Holy Spirit goes before me and he's the one that is opening the doors for conversation that people, when they look at me, they're seeing a representation of who Jesus is as a person before I ever even open my mouth. That is my whole goal. Yeah. I fall short of it every single day, but the whole goal of this thing is to be the best representation of Jesus on earth that I can be so that people can see Jesus before they ever hear about him and what he had to say through the way I live my life. So, you know, with your boss, the way you're the way you live and how you act and interact with him speaks great volumes of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done in your life then that will open the door for him to ask questions like hey you know whatever that whatever that time is like the holy spirit will teach you and guide you in those conversations but my whole goal is to be a you know a, an epistle a tablet read a flesh read by men so mm-hmm. essentially have God's word written so on my heart that every interaction that I have with anybody, it's like they're taking their Bible and opening it and seeing Jesus in, in human form. That's what my goal is. Um, and that's a lofty goal to attain or even shoot for, but I feel like that's what we're commissioned to do. The simplicity of it is this. If you're loving people, their political affiliation, their sexuality, whatever pronoun they go by anything that this cultural that this culture that we live in now says is a is a is a hot topic none of that matters because the person you're talking to Jesus died for right his blood covers all it's like what whoever whatever nationality whatever race whatever you know religious bent that you have or whoever has that does not matter to me because Jesus has commissioned me to love everybody to love God and to love people. If you boil down everything, that's what Jesus himself says is first love God and love people. That's the, the, the summation of all the 10 commandments in, in, in one statement is love God and love people. That doesn't change with us. Yeah. So really this whole thing is just loving people where they're at. So whether they're agnostic, whether they're atheist, whether they're Buddhist, whatever they affiliate with, you can, before any amount of truth that you possess within you, you have to earn the right through relationship to be able to give them to that, give them that truth in such a way that they'll ingest, digest, and then that truth will permeate. The Holy Spirit will use truth to permeate their soul and their mind. And the way that whole thing comes about is getting in the mess with people, man. Yeah. And I think, um, something like just going off what you said that uh if you're like i don't know 
I think it's just like you're saying interactions with people and um, like just behaving in a certain way that they may take a second thought about why you are the way you are mm -hmm. or like, you know, if they feel like there's a negative, I don't know, like theme in their life or whatever, whatever it is. And mm -hmm. you're trying to make it a point to be kind regardless of what, what they are, who they, who they, like you said, what they identify as whatever, whatever it mm -hmm. is and using that, um, experience with you to understand that you are being the way that you are because of your belief in Jesus and your understanding that this is how he wanted us to be. And because of that, it may put like a little bug in them, you know, mm -hmm. something, you know what I mean? Yep. And whether or not they become like full believers right away or whatever it is they it's 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 there somewhere you know mm -hmm. um and then hopefully they get to a point where something changes right they experience something they see something they dream something whatever it is and it it switches and yep. um which <clears throat> i don't know man it, i the, every time i think about something like that it comes to mind with that uh that that one uh, magician dude was saying that I told you about, mm -hmm. we talked about before. Yep. And it's like, look, man, like, I'm not going to sit here and try to make you believe on anything, but I'm going to like let you know what I believe if you ask. Yep. And what, what kind of person would I be if I just didn't like let you know? You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that, that's not, I don't know, man. I, I feel you I almost got to like, look at you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like there's just such, uh, like, there's such a significant number of people who believe in something. Yep. But for whatever reason, they don't want to believe that there's God or, yep. you know, like, John I mean, Jones I just won the that fight on the UFC. And the first yep. thing that he did was thank Jesus and, you know, whatever. And Joe Rogan's the one interviewing him and he, you know, Joe Rogan is, doesn't, you know, is atheist yep. and, you know, I don't know. And you know, I just, at some point, I think that it should be you know, a bug in everyone that they're at some point they're kind of like, okay, then this has got to be something that's, that's real. And yep. if not, you have to almost look at yourself in the context of like a farmer, not every seed the farmer puts out in the field grows. Right. Yeah. And you have to look at yourself as someone who's just a sowing seeds. Sometimes you're the dude just sowing the seed. You're the one that's, you know, just, you know, through your actions, through what you're saying to people, how you're interacting it, like those are, it's all sowing seeds for God's kingdom. Sometimes you get to be the dude that gets the harvest, right? You get to see someone, you know, surrender their life to Jesus. And that moment's amazing is watching that happen before your eyes. And sometimes you're just the dude watering the seed that's already there. So like some of the most hardened, like agnostics and atheists I've ever talked to grew up in a home that was God fearing. Yeah. And it's because they've seen the hypocrisy and the, 
you know, the imperfections of people and they've just grabbed a hold of the imperfections and cast out the baby with the bathwater. But every seed that was sown in their early childhood is a seed that's eternal and doesn't go away. So when you start acting the way you're supposed to be and you start taking these opportunities to, to, you know, display who Jesus is, you're watering those seeds and you're sowing new ones. And eventually the seed becomes the harvest, right? Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes a lifetime, you know? So not to be discouraged in that whole process, like you're just, you look at yourself as a seed sower as a, uh, you know, I want the dude at circle K down the street to have a, a you know, a kind interaction. Cause Proverbs 27, 17 says the life and death are in the tongue and we can choose to speak either life or death. I want every interaction to be a life speaking, a life giving interaction with people. And when you start saying like, Holy spirit, give me, give me someone to talk to, to encourage today. Those are seeds that God then uses later on. You know, it's, it's an interesting concept of, of it's not like our responsibility is to love God. It's not our responsibility to take the seed, water it, nurture it, grow it, and harvest it. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So if what we're saying and how we're acting are in line and there's no hypocrisy in it, and there's like a just real authentic pursuit of Jesus, imperfections and all, like that right there speaks eternal volumes in people. And that right there sows the seeds. So I kind of have to take it just because sometimes I get frustrated, like especially with dudes I'm doing life with and like they're just kind of beating the same dead horse and doing the same kind of, you know, things. Yes, there's a time for for stern love, and but there's also time for immense grace and really being wise to know the two um, and to be to use you know, wisdom in that. Um, but it all comes back down to being in tune with the Holy Spirit. And living your life in such a way that people want to emulate, you know, it's, it's pretty profound, the effect that Jesus can have on a human being's life and how profound and secretly, how do I want to say this? The profound effect that has on one person's life then secretly has an effect on everybody else's life. Like that know you that are watching you. Cause at this point, guess what? You're a represent, you're a representative of heaven on earth. People are watching you to see if the transformation in you is real. And that's what happened to me, dude. There was like people just waiting for me to fall back into drugs and alcohol, like with a mic, I mean, with binoculars and a microscope, they're just like sitting there waiting, like waiting for that opportunity to be like, ha, see, I told you you were going to fail. I told you. But like living in such a way, like, okay, these guys are like microscoping my life. Two years later, like, dude, I'm really struggling. Like, how do you, how'd you weather this? Like, I'm I'm trying to get clean, man. And this is hard. And that right there opened the door for me to say, dude, the only reason why I'm still clean is Jesus. I did the whole, you know, AA, God as I understand him thing. And if God can fit inside my head, that's not a God that I want to serve. That's not, that's not a big enough God. If I can thoroughly understand, think and comprehend everything about God, your God's too small. So it really opened the door for me to speak life into these dudes because of the way I was living. And I hadn't gone back to drugs and alcohol And the same way. People are going to look at your life and be like, dude, I remember you from last year and how different you are now. 
Like, dude, you've gone through some rough stuff, which all goes back to doing life with people, letting people know your struggles and, and, and authentic. I mean, cause we're human, we're not perfect. And as soon as you give off that, I have everything together. That's when people shut you down. Cause that's not real. That's not authentic. So doing life in such a way that people know your struggles and those people that are looking at from the outside in and know that you struggle with this, but you weathered it in the way you did, that's going to open doors later on down the road. Like, dude, I saw you weather that a few years back. Like what was your constant? My life's falling apart. Like what's kept you grounded. And right there, boom, that's a Holy spirit moment where you can say, yo, this is it. Jesus is the only reason this is, this is how I, this is where I found my sanity and my safe place is in the, it's in the Harbor and the, in the storm is in, is in the, the heart of Jesus, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's an all encompassing. It's a lifestyle, dude. A lot of people think like Jesus is just something you check off on a Sunday. Yeah. Je- look at the way Jesus lived his life, man. He spent 30 years in complete, complete anonymity. Nobody knew him. Mm-hmm. His job was a carpenter. He built things like that was, and he took 30 years in the quiet place for a three year public ministry. And in those three years, turned the entire world upside down. And it's like, he took in those three years, 12 imperfect people and brought heaven to earth and then commissioned them to do the same. The call is the same dude is to spend time with Jesus, to get to know his heartbeat and then go into the world and make disciples and to boil all of it down is to first love God, to love Jesus with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and to love people. That's the simplicity of the entirety of the new Testament period. Everything else is just flows from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The Bible's so complexly simple and it's amazing. Simply complex. Either one of those. Complexly simply. Yep. But entirely profound all at the same time. Yeah. And I don't um, consider myself like the best role model, I guess, obviously, (laughs) for christianity and stuff but i like we like we always keep talking about it's like not i mean i'm just like picking one thing you know that's it a couple things on a daily or weekly basis to you know think differently pursue stuff differently Mm -hmm. react differently yep um you know like the whole cussing thing is really hard for me because it just kind of it just comes out mm-hmm. like that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be that's the good. hard thing <laughs> and uh i told um the guy that uh that dude drees um i was telling him i'm like yeah man um he's like well you guys should come over and you know for dinner or something and i'm like well so we cuss a lot and <laughs> my wife um cusses more than i do now and, uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, and he's like, ah, oh, you know, you know, what, you know, it's fine. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but cause like, he's like a really nice dude. And like, yeah, he, he doesn't cuss. Like when I just, I had told him a few stories about, um, like Iraq and stuff. Cause he has, he said that he was listening to a Jocko podcast and while he was doing something and I had told him just a couple instances of, you know, whatever, um, and I, when he, he was like far out and I thought he was going to drop the F-bomb and he didn't. And I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I was like, mm, didn't do it. Uh, yep, nope. And I was like, <laughs> so, um, but it, I don't know, man, like 
it's it's not something um I don't know that I'm feeling doing very good at, but I don't know. It's just like Yeah, dude, like day and by it day, really, that's a by hundred day, percent, kind by of day, like what I said before is by day. being slightly better than you were yesterday Yeah. in whatever you're doing, not quite as good as where you're going to be tomorrow and to be taking it one step at a time. I think one of the most profound, uh, I don't even know who said it, but it was, you know, worry about the minutes for the hours will take care of themselves. Mm hmm If you're worrying about what's whatever you you feel the Holy Spirit is leading you to to deal with, whether it's cussing, whether it's reacting in, in anger, whether it's whatever, fill in the blank, and you're that's what you're consciously thinking of. You're making cognitive effort in that regard. Worry about the minutes, the next thing, the next moment, the next moment, the next moment, and before you know it, the hours have already worried about themselves, and. that thought process begins to change the way you think begins to change. And then the way you, that in the change in the thinking then produces not just momentary changes in behavior, but it, it deviates your entire like motor skills, like how you're thinking and interacting with the world begins to change. Once you start allowing the thinking to change differently in your head. So yeah, it, it's like, if you're walking in a, in a desert and you have a flashlight, Where's that flashlight going to be? The beam of the flashlight is at your feet. When you start taking the flashlight and you're shining it 20 meters down, yeah, you're going to stumble over Triple, the yeah. rock that's right Yeah. in front of you. So keeping the spotlight, the Lord says, the, the, the word is a lamp to my feet. It's down the next right step, the next right decision, the next right thought process. And that is what we're, we're just called to worry about. It's like, Yesterday's gone, all the mistakes, the, the the shortcomings, the falling short, everything of yesterday, every day is it, the mercies are renewed every day. So that's gone. Tomorrow isn't given. I could go down on the way to church tonight for this play and get T-boned and I'm smoked. I'm gone. My, my, my punch card's done. Tomorrow's not given. What I'm doing with this moment right here. is all that I'm in charge of right now. And to giving yourself the grace of yesterday's gone, tomorrow may never come. Right now, the mercy has been renewed for today and I have the ability to make the right decision in this moment, to change the way I'm thinking, to change what I'm doing, how I'm interacting and reacting, all these things. It's like to understand that internal dialogue between you and the Holy Spirit working on yourself in this moment is being seen on the outside. Aaron's seeing the change in you. Andrew's seeing the change in you. The people you're spending time with is, are seeing minute changes in how you are. And like I said, you worry about the minutes, the hours will take care of themselves, man. So um, we, we like to overcomplicate things. At least I do. I can't speak for everyone. I like to overcomplicate things and make things way more difficult than they need to be. I don't know. I'm praying that that somehow changes in Jesus name. Um, I complicate everything, but the simplicity is this being a little bit different, slightly better in the right direction than yesterday. Definitely not where I want to be tomorrow, but allowing the Holy spirit to work in this moment in me and to accomplish his will in me. It's like, I want people to know about Jesus 
I therefore must be so set on fire for Jesus that me being on fire for Jesus causes the the dry places and people in their heart to be ignited mm-hmm. and to be so near to Jesus that we're like, we're like a, like a, uh, we're like the ignition source for people who have yet to know him. And it's not by anything other than we are so near to Jesus that it causes the soul in them to ask the questions that need to be asked within themselves and to want to stir people into man. Okay. This dude says he's a Christian. Oh my God, this dog. Um, these people, you know, he says he's a Christian. There must be, there must be like, there's something, there's something real about Mike. There's something real about Nate. And then that causes them to open the Bible and that causes them to start asking the questions like, Hey man, where do you go to church or whatever it is? If it, nearness to Jesus is the catalyst for this whole thing. So if people are looking at you, seeing through you and seeing the Holy spirit in work at work in your life, that is what's going to cause people to start asking eternal questions within, within themselves. He's chasing some imaginary something outside barking at a wall. He's a genius. <laughs> yep. That's it, dude. So I feel like once you take the pressure off yourself to make any sort of difference in anybody's life and just allow the Holy Spirit to do it through you, there's no pressure. It's your job just to to work on and to allow yourself to be in process and give yourself the grace that you are still a work in, in progress, that you still are under refining. Mm-hmm. And in that refining process, people are going to start in their own refining fire. Yeah, I... um. I think that that's probably going to be the way because, uh, you know, when, I mean, it's getting to a point now where, um, like people ask me if I'm, what am I, you know, do you do it? Like if I want to go snowboarding or if I want to go shooting or something, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to be going to church. And then, um, the reason, and then like, you know, I'd host open mat now and, Everyone's like, why are you doing it? Because it's like three to five. And I'm like, why are you doing it so late? And I'm just telling them because I got church in the morning and then hanging and then, you know, then I can come train or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the chicks at, at JITS, um, she actually asked yesterday what church we go to. So, yep, because they were looking for one. So I don't know how she heard about it or I don't know if she listens to the podcast or not. Um, so if you're listening to this, Chelsea. You're not just some chick. You're a cool chick. Her husband's also a Marine. So hey, yo. when I told her that the pastor was a Marine, she was like, oh, definitely. She's like, so you don't like it then? I'm like, that's <laughs> fine. You know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's pretty good. Also, um, change of complete, complete change of topic. Um, 180. If I don't know if you talked to is Shannon, right, is his name? Yep. Dunnigan. Yep. Have you talked to him recently? Uh, I talked to him a little bit ago. Why? What's up? Well, because for work, we're doing, we do that, uh, the Memorial Day thing every Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did he tell you about it? I so No, not at all. I, um, because they do shirts for it. And uh, I was telling him, I was like, well, I know a dude who does a nonprofit and he does shirts and, you know, does apparel and stuff. So I brought it up to my VP during a meeting. And she was like, oh, what's the organization? She was like looking it up while we were in the call and stuff. And uh, 
we, I had sent him an email and then the person who's in charge of doing the shirts and stuff, um, she like sent like a rough estimate of what we were quoted from another company. And yeah. he's like, Oh yeah, I could do it for less than that. That's not a big deal. So hey, it's not like a huge, it's like a hundred and I think 130 shirts. Yeah. So nothing, nothing super yeah. crazy, but you know, I figured like, Hey, you know, it's, it's going to a good cause. This is what yep. it is. And it would be a really good tie in because of what we're, you know, it's a memorial 100%. day. Specific yeah. That's program. awesome. So I'm gonna have to get, I have to ask him about it then, dude. Cause I just talked to him on yeah. the way home from, from work, but yeah, dude, I'm gonna have to ask him about that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's survivors. Of Are War. you coming back out here? I don't know yet yeah, for Memorial day. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Yet. Survivors of war. So W E A R E S O W dot org. We are so.org is where yeah. we find all that information for. And that's him on the that back nonprofit. on this, on the website. I don't know. They just made some updates to the website. So I got, he's got like a there. long beard and yeah. Yeah. So a uh, big old, big old gray beard. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. You call yeah. him gray beard. <laughs> I don't, but I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you like, what up gray beard? <laughs> Yeah, yeah so I I had emailed him and I or I texted him actually and I was like hey, I'm gonna shoot you an email from my work email. This is what's going on and he's like cool. So I don't know if they're gonna go with him or not because it's not my decision, but I recommended it and I That's you cool. know it's the lower quote, so I figured they would because save. I mean it's like I don't know how much less it's gonna be, but I figured it would be worth a shot and uh, give. Yeah, him I mean some all that stuff too. Work. That's cool because like all that stuff goes back into. Yeah. Um, helping veterans man that's really the heart of this whole thing dude is is veterans are a very unique set of people who really he says it all the time is wrote a blank check to the u.s government which could be up to and including their life for the freedoms that our country has Mm -hmm. and they have a very unique set of things they deal with that you know ptsds tbis all these different things like post-traumatic stress, all these different ways. And I mean, that's even why it was so awesome when you found JITS, like your life's in like 180 degrees, like prior to JITS till now, like that's been, and that's a huge focus on that. What we do there too is, is Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is, is part mm-hmm. of what we do as a program, the God's country program, all those things you go to, go to really give vets alternative forms of therapy that allow them to be able to talk about the things that are struggling with, to build a community and camaraderie, to live a life alongside brothers and sisters in faith that are also veterans that are pursuing the same thing, dude. So, um, you know, it's they're like the faith acronym is, is forgiveness, accountability, identity, uh, truth, and honor. That's the faith acronym. And, um, it's, really just walking through that with these dudes has been really kind of cool as a, as a non-veteran myself, but really like being in their small groups and seeing these things, man, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome stuff that he's, that God's really given him this vision for. And now he gets to be able to use that for profit. Uh, so apparel to fund what they're doing for the survivors of war. It's been a pretty cool thing to even watch God grow and shape. It's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, do- it's a pretty dope little program. So hopefully they'll go with him so that he can, get some cashola for that that'd be cool and even get the get the name out on on the memorial day event too like hey yeah yeah i think they're gonna i I think they're gonna bring something up about it and i don't know if i'm gonna be down there for it or not if they're gonna bring me down we'll see but that's uh i hope he's in the air i hope so i'm gonna do the plugs afterwards i'll record something after like i did last time and uh, we got less than a minute so if you want to let's do it 
Jesus, we just come before you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. We just thank you, Lord, that uh, we are just works in process. And Lord, we pray that every single one listening here, Lord, is just is just impacted by your word and encouraged and uplifted. And it's all for your glory, Lord. So use us, shape us, and mold us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Word. All right. So we'll get you. this on the yes. line. On the yes. line. Yes, on the line. All right, brother. Have people call. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you could do us a favor and go ahead and rate this, rate it with a good rating, please. If you don't like it, then just don't rate it at all. Okay, thanks. Um, a couple other things is if you have questions, please reach out to us at the God Guns and Family Podcast at gmail.com. You can mes- message us on Instagram at the God Guns and Family Podcast. And um, let us know what you think. If you have questions or input, go ahead and do so. Another thing is um, I have recently partnered with Impact Mouth Guards. For anyone out there who does any type of sports, they are custom mouth guards. Um, They gave me a 30% discount code for everyone to use. The code currently is the word Sawtooth for 30% off. There's no commission. It's just a discount for you. And gives you the ability to protect your teeth with a custom fit mouth guard. Can't go wrong. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Love you. God bless. Peace out.